Morning, Dave. How are you? Great, man. Very good, mate. Looking forward to being up there next week and chatting with a lot of New South Wales participants over the last couple of days about uh, their attack on this sale. And obviously, they're expecting it to be quite strong, but also there might be the possibility of a bargain here and there if, of course, uh, that middle part of the market isn't as strong as uh, possibly expected. Yeah, well, obviously, mate, we've got a little bit stronger with the numbers this year based on the support of the breeders who have you know, probably wanted to sell a little bit earlier into the year going ahead. So, you know, we've had more record entries coming through um, for the sale on the back of the strength of it in previous years. And, you know, we've gone uh, probably a little bit a little bit heavy with numbers, but I think that just presents an opportunity for the buyers to find something to slip through the cracks. And I think, like you say, that sort of just below the middle market, I think, is where they're going to find the horses that may do that, you know, up to sort of the 150 mark. So mm. um, something for everyone, I think, in this sale. There's 400 horses that we've catalogued, and I think um, the 1,000 in book, or 1,020 in book one, I think there'll be, uh, yeah, there'll be some, some fun to be had there for a few people. Right. Tell us how it works uh, in terms of your role as a bloodstock manager for Magic Moons. Uh, you've obviously got a team around you, but you've gone out to all these farms, and obviously let's say that I'm a breeder and I've got a particular um, uh, filly or colt, on the ground yep. and it's very well bred. Have you got to try yep. and lure them to sell at yours because obviously you've got the two auction houses? Absolutely, yeah. There's a little bit of to and fro, which is always a bit of fun. Uh, but generally, they'll get in touch. Uh, for this sale particularly, um, obviously, we'll go back to the first point of the, uh, the, the question was the role as a bloodstock manager. I think it's to recruit uh, the best horses for the sale that you possibly can. And I think that starts with the breeders obviously reaching out to us to say this is the horses that we have potentially for the sale. Um, we'll get entries through that come through our system. Um, which our team looks after, and then we'll get out to the farms, look at the horses that they've nominated and a few others, if they think there might be a few others there that um, that might be suitable uh, that haven't been nominated, and um, we just go through them and have a conversation. So I think these ones are the most commercially viable for an early sale, or we might offer a later sale in the season for them if the horse needs a bit more time or might be suitable to a slightly different buying bench, um, and then uh, offer them a spot, and hopefully they, they take up the spot. There's a little bit of toing and froing later in the, in the sales piece um, sort of, before we put the catalogue together. It normally comes out in about October. So um, if that August, September time is a little bit of, um, you know, pleading for certain horses to come up. And um, But it's all part of the game. So it's, it's, it's good. And I think we've assembled as probably as good a catalogue as I've been associated with in, in the five years I've been with Magic Millions. So... Um, no, really looking forward to the week, well, the next two weeks ahead, yeah. All right, well, tell us about some of the, the standouts. Obviously, next week I'll be a part of that uh, that telecast, so we'll be going yes. through uh, lots each day. But in terms of, I mean, I spoke this morning with uh, Paul Mazzara, obviously about his horses, which are going around at Musselbrook and also Ramwick on the weekend. But I did also get him to put his Arrowfield cap on. They've got a really interesting yeah. draft, and that um, Kazuna cult, who is you know entirely Japanese-bred, he's going to be a really interesting lot. Yeah, well, I think it's proven over the last couple of years and the influence that, that well, particularly Arafield have had with the, the breed down here is they've introduced the Japanese sidelines down. And I think as we've seen with the likes of, um, you know, Hitotsu and Tagaloa and a few others that have gone on to perform at top levels, that they it's working. And I think, you know, another son of Deep Impact down here, there weren't many to look at. I think we only saw two on the farm at Arafield. So we've, 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 we've we pushed for to get this horse in the sale to sort of give the sale a bit of diversity with the stallions and... Um, you know, showcase more of what Japan can offer. And I think, you know, I think we can all agree that um, they can produce a, a really nice horse. Um, and I think he'll, he'll, he'll be an interesting one. It's hard to sort of put a value on that sort of horse. But yeah. um, uh, I think that he will be well received, especially on the, the type that he has, because he's a lovely horse. Yeah. What are some of the nice types that you've seen? Oh, I'm actually getting around right now. We're in between inspections at the moment on the coast here. 
Um, look, I think there's a there's a really nice spread of horses across the board. I think the Colts particularly have showcased really well. I've just been from New Haven Park and seen the the, the schnitzel out of English. I think he's a, he's, a, he's going to be a lovely horse when he's done. And uh, we've just come from Three Bridges and looked at the I'm Invincible out of Hortbury on her, who's also a lovely colt. I think so well. Um, there's another schnitzel colored up at search. I think that could be a, a standout of a man called Warranty. And uh, look, I could keep going, but we go on for a little while, you know. But I think um, look, there'll be a, there's a nice highlight list of horses to go through next week. What about the difference in terms of uh, their physique from the farm to now? It must be extraordinary to see how uh, both fillies and colts just continue to grow. Well, that, that's sort of the trick of it. And, look, you, you don't always get it right because you've seen these horses as sort of, um, you know, late weanings um, and then you sort of give them another sort of six to, six to eight months before you see them again. They're probably double in size, some of these horses, you know. So they put on a lot of weight in a short space of time and they do change. Um, but, look, it's... It's one of those things you just got to see. Hopefully, you're just trying to find a sellable horse, really, with a nice pedigree to, to fit the catalogue because there'll be a few horses that you see here where you're like, geez, what happened to this? You know, <laughs> it's a nice horse on the farms, but it, it might not have gone the right way. But um, most, most in case that uh, the horses tend to keep improving and they. Um, and they, they continue to do well from the first time that we see them until, until now. We're chatting with Dane Robinson from Magic Millions. Dane, what about the international, uh, you know, buyer uh, that, uh, that is here that, we look, we've sort of started to see come back last year, but obviously COVID was uh, still around. But uh, this year yep. with borders open, um, I think we'll see a lot of people from overseas here. Well, we're certainly hoping so. The bookings have been very encouraging uh, from the international participants, particularly Hong Kong and those places. Um, the UK, the usual suspects are coming down from there. Hopefully, uh, uh, one of the shakes might be joining us as well, which would be very exciting. So, um, look, I think with the dollar the way it is, it's certainly playing into that as well. And I think comparatively to the world market of what you're paying for dealings in Australia, uh, what we race for, the prize money, I think is still, you know, you're still getting good value for what we're racing for compared to what you're paying for dealings. So, I think it's encouraging for a lot of these international participants to come down and get some value in their in, in their currency, in the currency exchange, and hoping that you, know, you don't know until they get down here obviously but um, the bookings are very indicative, indicative of um, strong participation in national. Look forward to next week mate it's going to be a lot of fun yeah. to showcase uh, the industry from another point of view and also just to sort of look at the uh, the stars of the future because um, gee you start to feel old reading this book because you start to see horses <laughs> that you're backed yeah. uh, in years gone by you think geez it's, it's having kids now so no, looking forward to it oh. mate. Uh, we look forward to having you, Dave, and broadcasting for us, mate. So it should be a fun week, but um, welcome everyone to come along and check it out. Very much the case here. If you are around the Gold Coast area, you can pop into the complex there at the back of the uh, the race course there in the bundle area and come and watch uh, the Magic Millions unfold. We'll chat with Dane next week. We appreciate him joining us on Racing HQ. Have a good one, mate. Yeah, all the best.